Crack Audio. Keep Crack Magazine going for £5 per month. Become a supporter today at crackmagazine.net slash support. British rap has become a global superpower. No longer does it look to America for a blueprint, but it's self-defined for its contemporary subgenres like grime, road rap, and the rise of UK drill. The ever-updating sound has been pushed forward by the evolving cultures of Caribbean, African, and working-class Brits, who birthed the sound through the cracks of inner-city pavements. But what about the producers behind the scenes that pioneered the sound and created a new language for British hitmaking? UK drill, laced with punchy kicks and ominous bass slides, have separated from its now distant Chicago genesis and has landed London-based producers 808 Mellow and M1 on the Beat collabs with global icons like Pop Smoke and Drake. Meanwhile, the nostalgic sound of early grime that you'd be guaranteed to hear playing at the back of buses on those Brock Nokia phones. Was characterized by catchy melodies, propped up by quick cutting, collapsed snares, and screw face bass lines. But as the scenes founding fathers have developed, so have these sonic blueprints, beyond 140 BPM into something which now defies classification. And as with any new chapter, a class of new superstars have stepped into the spotlight. Artists like Jay Huss, Parsaloo, Backrow G and NSG have highlighted the twin energies of the UK and West Africa, mixing borderless music styles and opening up a brand new palette. This synergy of multi-musical culture has been anchored by the beats of producers like J5, helping to pioneer the meteoric rise of Jay Huss and countless others. Transitioning from underground bedroom beatmakers to the platinum selling producers, we wanted to dissect the techniques top tier instrumentalists have used to tweet the EQ of British rap today. At the junction where Ghana meets East Africa, J5 layers traditional African rhythms with summer-inducing melodies, giving sonic definition to artists like J Huss, NSG, Dave and Burner Boy. I'll be honest, it's not intentional incorporating African music with current music. It's, I make what sounds right in my head and that's obviously influenced by what I've heard growing up. So living here my, um, pretty much all my life, listening to a lot of grime and urban music, going back to Ghana and listening to a lot of Celine Dion and and reggae and afro beats if i had to describe afro swing and how it differs to afro beats uh, afro beats in general is like i feel like it's high life it's really traditional old school african music what we call afro swing now i'll be honest it's it's like it's uk rap with influences of afro beats and sometimes even caribbean like bashman and things they're quite close Fun fact, I used to produce dubstep two, three years. I was a heavy Skrillex fan. I produced a lot of dubstep stuff, a lot of drum and bass stuff. Heavily manipulated synths, learning how sine waves works and working like I was a proper dubstep head. 
come from a background of dubstep influences my sound quite a bit. People won't notice, but I'm, a lot of my songs are, are led by their bass. Dubstep bass lines had a lot of higher frequency in it, so the bass line was a synth. If you cut off all of the high end and left just the subs of a dubstep song, you realize a lot of my basses are still close to it. Like, for example, ourselves. Like, it's a drony, wobble type bass line, just, just not wobbling as aggressive as dubstep. So it does have an influence on how I produce, and especially when it comes to mixing. I like the way dubstep had their sounds really loud and in your face, but still everything worked well. I always mix things to be really um, aggressive. And uh, like a song has to have a drop. It has to kick in somewhere and then break out and then drop back in. I'm a melodic person, so I've always thought the melody was the most important part. So when I first started producing, I would always try and get the melody first, make sure the melodies was amazing, and then I'd move on to drums and bass and stuff. And then, actually quite recently, maybe a year ago, Dave actually told me, your drums are rubbish, you need to improve on your drums. Literally, it's just like, your drums are not that good. And he was right. I was being lazy on my drums because as long as the melody was good, I thought I figured I'd just put a kick and snare there and, and it would work. So I started, now I've actually started producing with drums to focus on the drums. And the weird thing is, now that I'm focusing on drums, my melodies are getting weaker. So it changes depending on the style of music I'm doing. I'm always just trying to achieve a melody that's catchy enough that I do not need an artist. So when I first started producing, I couldn't get artists to go on my stuff. That's why I went into dubstep. So I, I figured if the melodies were good enough, people would hum the melodies and sing those things, and I wouldn't need a rapper. But now that I work with artists, I'm trying to make something catchy enough and simple enough that an artist can still go on it without it being too complicated. The UK scene as a whole. Personally, I see it getting much more creative, much more musical. Um, like old school UK hip hop, I loved it lyrically, but I found it quite boring. I don't want to insult anything. I just, I got stuck in everybody was too cool. It was almost like, I'm laid back on the wall. I'm cool. I'm really slow. I'm a gangster. Now gangsters are not, are not scared to have fun. I'm a gangster, but I'm going to dance. I feel like it's elevated to the point where people are comfortable in their skin and you can hear it in the music. People are comfortable to come on the song and be African. And I think it's only going to get more comfortable. You're going to be comfortable to come on the song and be Indian and be whatever you are. And, and you're going to take your Indian influences and put it in the music. And that's going to be a whole other side that we haven't tapped into. And so I think it's just going to get better because everybody's getting more comfortable and everyone's getting more creative. When you hear the tag, you know things are about to get jumpy. Known for his use of R&B inspired vocal chops, started with jittery percussion hits. BK switched up the sound of drill on tracks like I Spy with Kretz and Conan and Billions with Brumtown Kingpin Millions. Obviously, when I was growing up, I was listening to a lot of Chicago drill. That's what kind of got me into making beat Chicago drill. Okay, you see Chicago drill, yeah? There's certain producers that had their own style on it. So there was people like Rocky okay, Young Chop. So his vibe was, it sounded like to me, it's more like a trap vibe, but he just had like hard knocking drums. Then you had DJ L now. So DJO is the person that basically inspired all UK draw producers to do the bounce that we're doing today with the ch ch The difference with Chicago draw is that like it's a lot more simplistic. The 
drums are a lot more like I won't say distorted in it, but you get me. It's a bit the mix is not on the same level as UK drill. UK drill is a lot more revolutionised. There's a lot more elements going on within the beat, like the AOA pattern. Obviously, look up my brother M1. You know he kind of revolutionised that idea of adding loads of AOA guys into one song, basically kind of thing. From 2015, yeah, so this is when that quiet pack was probably like the biggest face of UK Joe right now. And UK Joe was considered an underground genre. It was very simplistic. It was like there would be like a kick, a snare, so it's like kick, tap, 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 boom, tap, 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 tap. Then around 2000, so it was just literally like normally a snare would go like it would be like clap clap but then it'll be like clap clap and then 016 is a good we start seeing the bounce of like DJL's counter snares and then 017 was like it was more to do with like the bounce of like the hi-hats the counter snares again changing up again And then 017 to 018 was like the normalization to use A8 glides in, in your songs. And then from 019 is when more producers like an on star, like Ghosty was pioneering the evil draw, like normalization to have half time pianos in your beats. But on the other side, I was doing my vocal draw, so I was trying to see different kind of light just to have something a bit more happy or melodic in it because you know draw is always it's that it's that genre where you're always gonna be talking about things that are going on with your life and then now 2020 is when new york draw came into place and then obviously mellow caesar's world they normalized the gravity awaits to be in your tracks with me like what i do is I don't know, it just comes into my head like, like I put loads of snares in my in my track. I could put three snares or four snares in my beat. Like that's like counter snares. That's how like crazy I go with the perks or the counter snares to make it bouncy. Literally it's a thing where I just let my mind do it. I don't overthink it. I've been adding a lot more gram air weights to my beats basically. Obviously, so gram air weights are like, you know, in grime, you know, they've got the air weights, the grimy ones that like, they sound like gritty. They used back in the days when we used to make grand beats. Obviously, now that's been normalized in draw beats. When it comes to innovating, that like, it's so freely use of sampling and then using vocals as well. Like, no one's using vocals in their draw songs. So I just thought an idea, like, okay, let me try to do something different that no producer's done before. Obviously, see, when I use vocals in my draw beats, it brings the beat to life. Like, there's a bigger picture to the beat. Me personally, I want to hear more singers on drill beats. Like, that's what I want to hear. Obviously, people be talking about R&B drill, but the audio for R&B drill to be implemented into the scene is if a big artist decides to sing on the drill beat. And I think from there, drill be around for a while because America, Africa, Asia, and Europe as well, like, people are catching on to the drill wave. So 
it's not all you us are gonna be innovating draw it's gonna be our countries nations that are gonna be innovating as well so draw will be here for a while Combining soulful atmospherics with the energy of the UK, Pia Beats produces for Rising Star, Any, producing the momentous song Peng Black Girls, and co-producing the Georgia Smith remix alongside South London-based producer Shogala. I did like music GCSE and hated it because the way music is taught, like music is such a broad subject, and I think what they try to do is kind of condense it in a way that just doesn't work for everyone it works really well for some kids but for other kids they hate it and I was one of the kids that hated it and so after my music GCSE I was like I'm never doing music again like it just ain't for me and I think a lot of the cool stuff in music comes from just experimenting and stuff and when uh, there's like a mark scheme and all that it's quite hard to reward people that experiment and try things outside the box but I still walk with a gangster like for me personally like when you actually think of like proper UK UK hip hop like that was never really like my bag growing up I was never really into that kind of music but I guess the start in rap was UK hip hop and then obviously like the genres like grime have formed and drill and stuff and I think the main thing is that to me the UK has more energy like it's more kind of it hits you harder and it's more kind of sharp maybe more aggression and energy in the music there's The Peng Black Girls remix was different because we had the original and obviously I kind of what I did was I took the drums from the original and kind of reworked them. So like the BPM is the same, like it's the same tempo and stuff. And so I literally just reworked the drums and had Eni's vocals. Shragala speaks in his co-production. Basically what I did, yeah, he sent over the vocal and the drums or whatever and then I literally just maybe sat there for like six, seven, eight hours, I don't even know, like a stretch, innit? I sat there for a stretch, just finding samples that worked with the vocal melodies and the drums and then there was like 40 options and then me and Pass went through all of them and yeah, we must have been about halfway down the list or something. We've gone into the, the Andy Stone one. He was like, wait, we play that one, we play that one. <laughs> and that one got put in our kind of like top three but it was like the top out of the top three it was always going to be that one that just had the right vibe had the right energy so then after that I got Casper Miles who's this crazy instrumentalist to play bass and guitar on it usually I would say actually the drums is, is the place that I start because it's also my strongest point I think just making drums and rhythm and stuff like that but sometimes you start with a sample Sometimes some chords, sometimes I get in the studio with a lot of really talented musicians and it's like, I'll be working away on the drums and whilst the drums are getting made, they're kind of fitting their bits around it. So there is no one way. I think it just depends on the mood and who's in the studio. And sometimes the artist comes with an idea. They're like, I really like these chords or can we do like a drum pattern a bit like this song? And so it really varies. And I think also one thing that actually we leave till last is like the ambiance. In a lot of, well, in Peng Black Girls and both the remix and the original, there's like a lot of like crowds cheering and like different kind of atmospheric elements that like will kind of add right at the end, whether like, whatever the vibe is. So like you finish a track and then he's like, 
or the artist is like oh this one's kind of like a walk through the park or this one's like i don't know whatever and those are usually the sounds that kind of come in later on but i think what i want to do is like that hybrid where you have something that's hella soulful but it hits you know what i mean a bit like pen black girls i think because the original because i think and to be fair the remix as well like they're soulful but like they have energy and they're not Like, I wouldn't even say I'm a producer. Like, I feel like I've just got a good ear. You know what I mean? I think it's just about hearing the right things, hearing what you want to add. Because sometimes like, I'll hear a song and I'll just be like, why have they used those drums? Like, That just doesn't make sense to me. And so it's like, I think sometimes it's kind of just, I guess, just reimagining what is already there in a different way. That's how I kind of sample, I guess. If the sound of British rap had a day modes, then 10 billion dreams would represent its night modes. Working closely with Getz, he is the mind behind IC3, Skangman and Proud Family to name a few. Distilling his influences, whether it be Grime, Dr. Dre, Sizzler or Bougie Banton, into a darker aesthetic that matches the iron grey sky of London. A lot of my influences was pirate radio sound so it might be grime it might be hip hop so Dr. Dre is definitely one of my biggest influences I used to listen to a lot of Mob Deep my mum used to listen to a lot of music as well whether it's Coldplay Jodeci H-Town it's like a mixture of things so and hence the reason why everything is so bass heavy because my mum used to have this heavy sound system that shakes up the whole block I produce on feeling and Sonics, you get what I'm trying to say to you. So whatever my influences are, I, I would add that to the beat, so per se. So I'm obviously influenced by 808s and old school heavy bass. I'll add a string to add mystery to it. I'll add a dark piano to add mystery to it. With Gets, we are in the studio a lot. That's one That's one of my friends, that's one of the rappers that I'm the artist, I should say, that I'm in the studio a lot with. It's a big collaboration, to be honest. You hear it on the album, especially. For example, there's a, there's a song called Hop Out. <laughs> he was sleeping when I was... He, he made it, he felt like had a little nap. As soon as I pressed the bass, he's like, that's the bass. <laughs> that's, he just woke up, that's the bass. He, he listens to music when he's sleeping, so that's the bass. Don't move from that. I believe it's where we come from. So like the garage and jungle obviously made grime and then grime formed into, into drill. What makes it different to the US though? I think it's the way we experiment, the way we pattern everything is a bit different. The sounds we use is different as well. Now it's become an international sound. So a lot of the US and the UK have a similar sound. I believe in like the 808s we're using, USU slides, and then it has, it's, it's translated into drill. It started in Chicago, but it was a different sound to what drill is here. Chief Keith wasn't using slides and certain sounds in their drill songs. Yeah, it did start in, in, in America, in Chicago, but over here we found a whole new sound for it. Of course, we've got the source over it, that's why. I just try to make stuff that's different. If it's R&B, if it's Afrobeats, if it's rap, I think I'm trying to say to you, it's its own genre. And we shouldn't really pigeonhole it into like any genre. It's music. It is very important because if you get caught in a trap of doing everything what everyone else is doing, as soon as the tide switches, you're stuck and then you're forced to reinvent, to follow the trend. We can't follow trends. Trends always change. 
signature sound is the it's like the slightly retro sound the mystery to it the darkness a lot of my beats are very dark I don't think I've made a happy beat and if I have it turns dark at the end so I blame it on trauma <laughs> that's why I'm mad about bar sounds like that <laughs> with me screaming in the background and shit and putting auto tune over it I don't know where, where it comes from I, I have always been drawn to darker music so like I said if I was listening to like 2001 Dr. Dre or The Chronic it has a dark sound to it if I listen to Mob Deep it has a dark sound to it I'm, I'm drawn more to that We influence the world as well. The drill sound that's come out, the rap sound. I think we're going to keep it going up. No, it's evolving beautifully, man. We're on top of the world, I'll be honest with you. And I think we're here to stay. Crack Audio. Keep Crack Magazine going for £5 per month. Become a supporter today at crackmagazine.net slash support.